From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Cosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt. Starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliant put in place by the founding fathers for a peaceful restoration. We don't want a revolution. We want a peaceful restoration, folks. Checks and balances are key. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Quick recap of yesterday's show we talked about. Uh, nativities are featured in half of the United States capitals. Atheist groups may mock our message, but we will not be silent. That's great news. We need more of it. In Alabama, we don't have, or I'm sorry, in Utah, we don't have that. But we do have one of the greatest in my opinion, lights and nativities and focus on God displays. It's just on private property. It's at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints headquarters, and uh, it's called Temple Square. And uh, I went there last night. It was phenomenal. But I'm just telling you, we need uh, governments to support the Christian nation that we are, to say the least. In Alabama, Walker County Sheriff Nick Smith, he's refusing to bow to groups' requests that are saying, hey, They want him to stop asking people in his community to pray. He's asking people to pray when there's tragedy, and they're saying, stop it. We hate prayer. He says, no, I'm not going to stop. I won't do it. I won't bow to these people. Fox News reports that since the complaint was received, people across the country are supporting the good sheriff, and amen to that. We also talked about a doctor standing up. You got a sheriff and a doctor. How about you? We're all standing up, but the doctor fights back after being accused of praying with his patients, Bob Unruh, with that story, WND.com. Doctors praying with patients, sheriffs doubling down in defense of God. I love it. Decking the halls of Planned Parenthoods, Tony Perkins, Family Research Council, reports this. Thanks to a, quote, forced donation from taxpayers, Planned Parenthood is about to open 50 clinics. With inside Los Angeles schools, it's the biggest Educational takeover of its kind. Imagine Planned Parenthood's on government school campuses at taxpayer expense. Donald and the Republicans said they were going to shut down Planned Parenthood. And now they're doubling down with a forced donation from taxpayers to just put, what, murder mills right in your government schools, folks, for little girls that shouldn't be involved sexually in the first place. I mean, it is a sham, folks. Wow. Anonymous donor gives $25,000 of Dell Computers. Worth the laptops to families in need. That was a kind pay it forward gesture. We like that. We also talked about a boy, 14 years old. He's in Hamilton, Florida. He was brutally attacked for wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Parent says, I'm sitting in the hospital with my 14-year-old kid. Why? Because he was just jumped by eight black kids for wearing a MAGA hat. Gateway pundit with that piece. What a sad tale to tell. I don't care who's black, who's white. I'm just saying the violence has got to stop, folks. Teacher reported to police. Why? The student reported the teacher because the teacher ripped the Trump pin right off the girl's shirt. Violence going on everywhere, folks, if you stand for Donald. Or hour two. 
We talked about Senator Kevin Kramer. We haven't heard much about this guy. He's a new senator. And um, he talks about three ways to apply President Donald Trump's executive order regarding regulatory abuse. Boy, do we need three ways and more, don't we, Kevin? Good work. Exquisite is how you say this word, I think. It's exquisite. Basically talking about what will happen to your body if you eat two eggs a day. Good stuff. We talked about Jersey City Sergeant Hailed as a hero. I guess he, um, I guess she was the officer that assisted he. Uh, he was injured, I guess, in a gun battle, and she risked her life to help him. Great work there. What a heroic story. We like that. We talked about a federal appeals court declares Mississippi's ban on abortion at 15 weeks. They claim it's unconstitutional. Do you agree? I certainly don't. I don't see anything in there that says, hey, you can't murder children or you can murder children. That's part of the, uh, you know, Constitution there, see? So they want you to believe that murdering children is part of the Constitution. I mean, listen to these lying, dishonest, immoral, baby-killing thugs. Wow. All right. um, The New York Post is now calling for the whistleblower, Eric Sierra to fess up. Why must we wait for the truth, writes WND.com. Well, Sierra Mello's doing nothing. They're just letting the impeachment roll on, aren't they? We had our guest on, believe it or not, the second half of the second hour, Joel Skousen, World Affairs Brief. And we talked about the Democrats filing articles of impeachment with really two vague ideas, nothing to break the law, I mean, in contempt of Congress. Well, you usually go to the courts for a redress of grievance. If Congress feels like they're being ignored, then you go to the courts and you demand, Donald, isn't that what they're doing with this tax money? Or his tax, you know, details? How come they don't do that with this? But I don't know what uh, that means, uh, obstructing Congress. I didn't know there was a law against that, and I don't know what obstructing means. Donald has asked for information, and Congress has obstructed the Donald, too. And then they say, you know, he's abusing his, his, you know, office. What does that mean, abusing power? Congress has been abusing power for decades, so has the FBI. Uh, For example, Horowitz says, hey, there's a lot of wrongdoing. Uh, When they investigated Donald Trump, it's really, 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 really bad. But exonerates FBI as spying. So it's really bad, but not enough for anybody to go to jail. Got it? See how they play these games? We talked about the year-end financial crisis possibly looming. The problem is we don't know the time of it, folks. Uh, They'll probably leave the economy alone for a while, is my opinion. But that was a headline in Joel Skousen's WorldAffairsBrief.com. We talked about Giuliani claims evidence. A massive corruption by the Bidens as well. I asked Joel Skousen about that. I said, you think we'll get to the bottom of that? You think there'll be any reality to to, uh, Giuliani's claim? No, the deep state always protects itself, was the answer. Sadly, I have to agree. All right, without further ado, Kurt Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Kurt wants to talk about 91-year-old grandmas, Kurt. Well, uh, is this the one that graduated, Sam? I think so. Um, How many other 91-year-old grandmas are there? You got a lot of them? Mm, That's the one I was remembering, at least, if they're talking about the 91-year-old grandma. Yeah, she's Um, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. She had a lifelong goal. Um, She wanted to put it off, or she had to put it off for like 70 years, Kurt. Yeah, that's right. Jacqueline Tucker is her name. Jacqueline, uh, yeah, she began her college education back in 1946, but she left school uh, because she wanted to start a family, according to WBAL-TV. 
Now her grandmother, her grandmother, her granddaughter, Elizabeth, uh, says uh, she knew she always regretted not finishing her degree. So she wrote a letter last year to the University of Alabama and asked if they could help make Jacqueline's dream come true. Since then, she's worked tirelessly to be able to walk across the stage on graduation day to receive her bachelor's degree in human environmental sciences. Yeah, she got her done. Um, you know, the thing that I thought was interesting about this story, besides, you know, this 91-year-old lady getting that done, uh, is they say um, now she's completed her education. And I would say, um, well, you know, your education is never really complete. Uh, and I would say she learned a heck of a lot while she was married and raising her family and all those other things. Uh, that learning uh, but, doesn't count. You know, There's no off. debt. There's no government involvement, sir. Good point. Hats off to her for, uh, you know, reaching her. Uh, now, on one hand, hats off you know, to her. But did she get her, thing. you know, degree with government money? Did I pay for that, it sir? Doesn't, it doesn't say, Sam, uh. I suppose. It uh, says uh, when her husband passed away, she decided to go back to school. Uh, they had to get the tran get transcript out of the archive, and I thought that will take forever. It's in the attic in a box or down in the basement. You know, they weren't sure where it was. Uh, to her surprise, she had already completed the coursework required for the degree but was never told it's hard to put into words. It's closure for 70 years. Yeah, so we have government it. school, and she gets a degree, and no one even tells her she's got it, you know? I mean, it's just crazy town. And I, I understand yeah. the education. I appreciate it. It's a cool story. This old lady, you know, realizes her dream. I like all that. I don't mean to throw cold water on yeah. it. But I guess I'm yeah. concerned about a lot of these things. And I also think these stories serve as propaganda to say, you don't have your degree, do you, Kurt? Right. And if you well, have a degree, it's not a I good enough degree. I haven't completed my education. You haven't? You know? Finished her education. You haven't finished That's yours, Kurt? Using here. Well, I don't think you're ever finished with your A big old F for you, sir. And that's kind of the propaganda yeah. about these stories. It makes it sound like, you know, her life wasn't really complete until she got government school done. And I, I just point. push back against that whole idea. I agree. Um, now, I'm not saying getting an education necessarily is an evil or a bad thing, but we've got to be careful of the government funding of it or who pays for it. We don't want socialism. We've got to be Many careful of the propaganda un taught. Unlearn the things you were taught. Yeah, you've got to be uh, careful of the propaganda for, taught, for sure. And so, right. you know, I understand it. And I, I'm, I want to celebrate with her, but at the same time, I want to add a few cautionary realities. You've got a veteran in the news, Kurt Foyles, mass shooting by tackling gunmen. Just tackle that yes, down in Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, and they say this, uh, they foiled this mass shooting. How'd they do it? Well, they tackled, this guy tackled the alleged gunman to the ground. M. Live is who reported this and said that a man was flashing a gun during a fight. This is about two in the morning. Uh, was threatening to shoot everybody. At that point, a military veteran reportedly tackled the suspect and held him to the ground. And Police I appreciate noted, that, but why didn't the vet just shoot back, Kurt? Well, he, I don't know. Says, uh, you want to know why? No gun. Sure. Uh, Liberty Roundtable Live. You're going to Seattle next. Listen to 
Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. Yeah, this is David in engineering. This is your wife in suburbia. Oh, hi, hon. What's up? How's the robot coming? Well, it doesn't exactly respond to requests mm. yet, but I'm... Well, I know how frustrating that can be. You do? Uh-huh. I'm still waiting for my romantic lunch date. Oh, yeah. David. Well, I must not have enough memory uh, allocated. Uh-huh. Sorry. You know, your son said mama today. Really? Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to have that sound chip changed to Dada. Well, you could reprogram it yourself, you know. I know. Hey, why don't we do it over lunch today? Oh, you really are brilliant. Thanks. You want me to bring the robot? David. He can order pasta in 11 languages. Only if he pays for his own lunch. Okay. Oh, don't forget to bring Chip. Uh, I still wish we hadn't named him that. Well, why? It beats general default. Oh. Family. Isn't it about time? Do you know that a baby processes information three times faster than an adult? An adult what? Engineer. Engineer. Funny, funny. <laughs> I'll see you soon. I can't wait. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, Dateline Seattle, Kurt. You got to dig this modern-day uh, update to our, uh, what? What do they call this? The culture war, Kurt? That's probably a good way to say it, Sam. The headline reads, uh, Seattle public official suspended for hiring transgender stripper for homelessness conference. Now, first of all, I'm just like... Isn't that awesome? This conference... <laughs> Not in my opinion. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the thing is, Sam, uh, you know, this this individual, um, some, you know, let's see, they call her uh, or him or it. I'm not sure how to say this, but it says. You say uh, transgender. Um, okay. Um, yeah. St. James is this person's name. Um, Beyonce Black St. James is this um in the way this individual likes to be called uh, they say she reportedly or wait a minute uh the transgender individual reportedly danced on tables gave lap dances and stripped down to a pair of silver pasties as people threw dollar bills this is at a homelessness conference yeah sponsored by your and, uh, seattle government right kurt yeah, King County is where it is. Uh, the acting director there organized this all-home conference at South Seattle College and was placed on administrative leave as an investigative <laughs> investigation was launched into this performance. Yeah. So the look, let me just stop you there, Kurt. I don't see say, why this is a big yes, deal. I know. If we're so. just going to hurdle headlong into this psychosis. Then there's no telling what's coming next, buddy. 
right? What's next in the perversion? And I, I don't mean to really dismiss this, folks. Obviously, it's a, it's a horrible reality. But this is what we find ourselves in. And you know what? If we're going to support this stuff, why would we suspend this person? I guess it's a she that ordered the trans to, you know, or invited or paid or I don't know what. But look, what do you expect to go on in the government schools, Kurt? They say and what do you expect to go some, on in these government-funded homeless conferences? What do you expect to happen, Kurt? Well, you take God out, you know. That's of course. What you get. Um, the uh, city and county employees, donors, and representatives of Catholic Community Services, Mary's Place and Neighborhood House, were all in attendance at the homelessness event. Um, the report uh, says that although some who saw the performance called it fun, comma, fabulous, and a rare opportunity for queer people of color, because this lady's or this individual is black, to be represented in a sort of space usually dominated by straight white people. Others disagreed, uh, complaining that the show was too sexual and forced people to participate in a sexualized performance without prior consent. The Seattle Times Hold on, where's the Me Too movement when you need them, Kurt? Yeah. See? Uh, Seattle but they're Times just flat reported. out silent, my friend. That the St. James's, you know, it's it's amazing, you know, King James, St. James, uh, St. James's. Strip well, and it's in King County to make referred, things ironic, Kurt. So there's the King yeah, part. There you go. Uh, striptease was referred to in the program only as a cultural presentation. See, look, stop. Uh, Let me explain that. They're just trying to flat out. Look, your culture's gone, buddy. Now, I don't believe this for a second. Don't misunderstand me. That's their message. You stick a fork in it, your culture's gone, that's the way it is. And as long as we give these people too much money, Kurt, and we let them just run around with no accountability, right? This person should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And we need to revisit every line item in this budget for this stuff. Okay, but nothing will happen, Kurt. This person will be suspended for a little bit. If it, the you know, kitchen's still too hot publicly, then they'll move them to a private job somewhere you know they'll just find a revolving door friend locally and take care of them if it's not too hot they'll just put them back in and then before you know it if you don't watch six months later they'll get a raise or something okay this we don't have any accountability at all there's not going to be anything done with this kurt but i'm saying people should go to jail for that one staffer told the uh, times the seattle times up there no one expected it uh so i think some people felt uncomfortable hmm. wonder why uh, they say they say they're unable to respond to specific questions about the event. Of course uh, they according are. According to the, the Times, law. the lady who, uh, you know, employed this individual makes 123 grand a year. See, that's what I'm uh, talking so, about. You know, good point. Too much money, you know. But if you expect this to stop or be an isolated incident, good luck, my friends. You're going to see this catapult across the country. Not that I want it. But what are we doing to stop it, Kurt? <clears throat> Okay, I don't see that we're really going to do anything to stop it. What does this have to do with the homeless, I might add, Kurt? Well, it's government spending, Sam. They can do anything uh, with it, it seems like. Well, I think we've got to take that 123 grand for this person and maybe, you know, return that to the taxpayer. And then maybe the taxpayer, through their own volunteerism, could some... care for the homeless, Kurt. Oh, no, yeah. the government won't let them, huh? Well, yeah. See what we get into, and it's just compete. insanity. All right, Empire State Survey. What's that, Kurt? You know what the Empire State is? Sam? Yeah, I know what the building is. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, what's that's the Empire what State? Yeah, Empire State Building. Uh, so that's New York. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And John Carney writes this piece for Breitbart, says that New York's, um, well, they're. Empire State Manufacturing Survey showed subdued but rising activity in December. Uh, you know, they called it so, a big uh, jump in manufacturing say, optimism in the headline chart. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so it's not a big say, jump in manufacturing. Uh, it's just in the optimism part. You follow me? Well, you know, and uh, that's one of the main things that has to go up is people have got to be kind of feeling optimistic to do good things, that seems like to me. They say the best news from the survey comes from the six-month outlook. Outlook for general conditions jumped much higher as a share of business with um, a pessimistic forecast fell sharply. Hmm. Um, anyway, capital spending plans. Yeah, what I find interesting is this is in well. contrast to everybody leaving New York because taxes are too high and the abuse and the regulation is too out of control, right? Great point, Sam. So the bottom line of this is things are better because Donald Trump's there compared to, say, a Barack or, a, you know, some of those guys. Uh, yeah, but it's, you know, more optimistic in its viewpoint. They're hoping for a lot and for good reason, I might add. Uh, but if they want it to become real, what they got to do is reduce regulation and reduce minimum wage and everything else. I just got a story out of California. Hey, a restaurant that's been there for a long time just flat out had to close, Kurt. And when you ask them why yep. they closed, they said minimum wage. Way too high, buddy. They just flat out had to close. So you can expect more of that coming to a, quote, empire near you. See, I don't even want to go, live in a state called the Empire State. Who wants to build empires, Kurt? Good point. You know, I mean, anyway, I hope there's more optimism and I hope there's more manufacturing. But I want to give you the nuts and bolts to make it real. All right, girl saves mom. Well, in this case, Sam, uh, you know how we talk about occasionally YouTube, and um, it's great tool, uh, especially when used for, well, only when used for good things. And in this case, it was really used for some good. Uh, This little girl, um, you know, basically uh, she had learned about CPR and the headline reads, Girl Saves Mom After Learning CPR from YouTube. Uh, There's nothing but great Great news on this piece, Kurt. Well, I thought it was cool. Uh, This little girl is seven years old. She's at home uh, from school. Well, of course, that's where she ought to be. But anyway, uh, um, her, her, uh, she wasn't feeling well, and uh, she watching The Grinch. Um, her mom, thirty-two-year-old um, Becky Green, suddenly collapsed and had a seizure, according to Fox News. And um, well, in an attempt to wake her mother, she threw water on her face. Then she performed CPR, a procedure she learned from watching YouTube, according to the Metro News. Yeah, this is in Great Britain. As far as I understand, she got an award at her school, and she wants to be a possibly a nurse or a doctor or whatever. And, you know, That's she right. just learned it from YouTube. And, you know, again, there's good things that people can do if they do that, you know. Yeah. Amen to that. Technology can be good or evil in this case. Good stuff. Used for good, that's for sure. It's all in the hands or the eyes of the beholder, if you will. There you go. All right, another girl opens a hot cocoa stand, too, Kurt. 
Well, she's trying, the headline reads, Girl Opens Hot Go-Go Stand to Pay Off Classmates Lunch Debt. Um, you know, and this is in San Diego County, California. Uh, the girl was recognized for her act of kindness toward her fellow students. She's five years old. She heard that some of her classmates down there at Breeze Hill Elementary School were struggling to pay off their school lunch debt. You know, they got, they got, um, Education debt starts when you're five now, Sam. Anyway, she decided to do something about it. KTLA reported this. She asked her mom, Karina, she said, uh, her name's Caitlin, by the way, if she could set up a hot cocoa and cookie stand just like the lemonade stand she did this summer to raise the funds needed. And she did, Sam. And, you know, what was amazing to me is the government didn't even shut her down for having an unlicensed cocoa stand. You they know probably didn't I mean? find out about this one yet, Kurt. We, I hope we Hell didn't tip yeah. them off. Anyway, that's great news. I can tell you that right now. Another fantastic news story. Let's talk about that one a little bit more on your radio. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The U.S. House of Representatives will be voting today on articles of impeachment against President Trump, who's been accused of abusive power and obstructing Congress by the Democratic-controlled House. House Intelligence Committee Chair, Democrat Adam Schiff, says he doesn't relish the idea of impeachment, but claims... Going forward, what we do today and what the Senate does will determine whether a corrupt president in the future can be removed from office. If the two articles pass in the House as they're expected to, the next step would be a Senate trial next month. A few hours after the U.S. House votes on impeachment today, President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence will be headlining what the White House is billing as a Merry Christmas campaign rally tonight in Battle Creek, Michigan. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Welcome to Tax Talk with Hollywood legend Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. You gotta love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee and they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594. An Australian teenager and a New Zealand tour guide are the two people presumed dead but whose bodies have still not been found. After the recent volcanic eruption on New Zealand's White Island, eight people died. Six of the bodies have been recovered. The New Zealand Deputy Commissioner Mike Clemens says they'll be looking in the waters near that island. It is the considered view of the experts that both Winona and Hayden are in the sea. 
A secret federal court blasting the FBI over its handling of wiretap applications for an ex-Trump campaign advisor. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court says the FBI misled the court about the facts behind the wiretapping of former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. FISA is now ordering the Bureau to propose changes in how investigators get permission for future surveillance. A new cigarette could help smokers cut back, the FDA approving one that has 95% less nicotine than normal smokes. This is USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, so I think it's phenomenal that a girl in California opened up a hot cocoa stand. Her goal? To help pay off a classmate's lunch debt. But I kind of find that interesting. Why does this classmate have lunch debt in the first place, Kurt? That's a great point, Sam. And, um, you know, uh, they, uh, this little girl says, uh, she's five, and she said, I don't want people to be hungry. Uh, she's a kind-hearted kindergartner. Um, now, they say the elementary school's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower all students to succeed in a changing global society. Uh, our goal is for each student to experience a sense of pride through positive accomplishments, mastery of grade level standards, and development of valuable relationships as we prepare them for a successful future in the 21st century. Now the principal there, her name's Lori Higley and the school cafeteria, um, well, the lead there, they call her, uh, Teresa Sharp, recently gave Caitlin an award to recognize her thoughtful gift. She, uh, They said it was truly inspiring to see Caitlin's um, compassion and generous nature utilized to help those less fortunate. You know, and it's a great example, Sam, they don't point it out here in the story. Of course they don't. That, that people want to help others, and they will do it really on their own. They don't have to have the government forcing them to perform acts of charity, do they? Well, I think some people want to help. I think there's a whole lot less help out there than is needed, or we wouldn't have these government programs in the first place. Well, the government steals the money and and tells you they're going to perform the act of charity, and so then you feel like you're, quote, off the hook. Yeah, nine times out of ten, though, it's done because a void is there, and then they fill that void, right? Well, remember how they call them. If there's not a void, what they do is they compete with the void until there is a void. That's right. You You know, there's truth to that that point, too. Until there's a void, yeah. Okay, Good so, point. you know, are they often guilty for creating the void? Absolutely. Anyway, I'm but grateful this girl hasn't say... been shut down, but I would propose that, you know, maybe, you know, communities and family and charitable organizations and churches, and maybe they could, you know, create a private send your kid to school with a lunch plan, you know, yeah. and we could take care of that. Why is this poor kid in debt in the first place is what I'm saying. Everything to do with school is just massive debt by everybody involved. For those who have to pay for it, to those who have to attend it, to those who have to eat while they're there. to I mean, it just goes on and on and on. In a debt-based society, they tell us. Yes, it is. And you don't need to worry about how much the debt is either, by the way. But we will simply say this. Way to go, Caitlin. You're, Amen to As that. they say, you're a Breeze Hill star. Well, and if That's we had more like you, I don't school. think we'd be in the bind we're in, is the whole Amen point. To that. 
So mm-hmm. by no means am I, um, you know, downing this girl in her efforts. I think her efforts are the solution. Yeah. All right. All right, Good Texas point. teenagers are in the news, Kurt. We're going from California well, to yeah, Texas. You big know, state after big there. state. New York, California, Texas. Texas. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in this case, we're talking about a place called Stamford. Not Stanford, Texas, but Stamford. Um, and, uh, well, there were four boys. Uh, you had Brett Patterson, Rich, Keith Richards, or excuse me, three of them, uh, and Luke Thane. Wait, and Keith these Richards? Guys were on. Yeah, that guy's know, the guitar player for the Rolling Stones, man. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, maybe he just came back as a younger guy now. Uh, but anyway, these guys were on the road when they came across a burning car. They pulled over. They realized there was a man trapped inside that burning car. Yeah, they said they were driving up. We saw a light in the distance. We thought it was just a small grass fire. Those happen all the time, Luke. Thane told uh, KTXS 12 News, but we passed by a car, and that car was on fire. There was a man inside that car on fire as well. Uh, the men called 911 and worked with the fourth man, Cato Macias. Sounds like a Spanish guy. Sounds some interracial working here. Anyway, they say the pull, they pulled the victim out of the vehicle. The car exploded minutes later. The victim identified as Mondo Mendoza. Well, yeah, you got black, I mean, white guys helping Latinos. You know. Anyway, they, he had been driving home after receiving a cancer treatment. When but it's, a, non-rac- it's a non-racial fire. story when they all help each other, Kurt. Right, right. If they beat up on each other, then it killed or raped you know, or maimed. You have to lead. Yeah. The, yeah. Anyway, they say after the rescue, he attempted to go back to the car to retrieve his medication, uh, but the boys prevented him from doing so. Mendoza suffered. Uh, uh, he's well. They said Thane, the one Thane said, uh, "Your medication is replaceable. Your life is not." Uh, well, that's pretty good. Good and, thinking uh, from that team there. Now that was just before his car exploded. Uh, Mendoza suffered third-degree burns to his legs, but nobody else suffered any injuries. Uh, Richards, uh, that's O'Keith, you know, the guitar player guy. He says, "I've had a lot of people tell me that, and congratulations, but I don't really think that." Um, I was uh, doing what anyone, anybody else would do. If you see something like that happen, then you should act on it. And I wish Three he teams. was correct. I don't think a lot of people would do that, Kurt. I think a lot of people would leave it alone. You hear about these incidents where people get mugged or beat up or whatever and in public, and people just kind of stand by and gawk. Uh, you know, I pray that people would do what these teenagers have done. And I don't mean to be so negative on society, but I do mean to say these guys are examples and heroes. And I think we ought to tell the story in hopes that other people will do more of that. They even set up a little GoFundMe page for the guy, and uh, so far they got two grand uh, out of a ten thousand dollar goal. So hey, it's good stuff. Keep it up, people. Good work, and we hope to help that you know happen. Uh, Three Texas teenagers. See, I mean, we tell you stories about teenagers. A lot of people believe teenagers are just a lost cause. We've given you example after example of teenagers doing phenomenal things, Kurt. I think they're far from a lost cause. In fact, they're the next hope. Yeah. You know? Lord's Battalion. There you go. You know, uh, this next story, the headline you want to reads, talk about Larry? Uh, well, yeah, you know, Larry Kudlow. He's in the uh, President's White House, and uh, he says next year's economy is going to be stronger even, he says. How does he know this, Kurt? 
Well, you know, he's predicting this. He was on America's Newsroom. That's something on what they call the Fox News Channel. But oh uh, he's predicting that the economy would be stronger in the upcoming year as a result of the improvement in the country's trade uncertainty. Yeah, he says stocks up. 25% this year tell me next year's economy is going to be stronger. That's a very good thing. He added, uh, look at the sectors that have done the best, the growth sectors, technology, industrials, financial, communications. Those are all related to the improvement in trade and trade conditions and trade certainty. And it's telling me with a little help from the Fed, this will be awfully good next year and why I said yesterday on your network that I thought we'd get at least a half point more GDP in 2020. So wouldn't it be cool if he said, oh, and by the way, instead of using the Fed, we're going to go ahead and restore honest money since things are going so well. Yeah, um, either he's ignorant you know, or doesn't have the guts to do that. Don't know which. He probably just doesn't know about that old you think? thing in the Constitution where it says no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender and payment. I tried case. to say that to, about Donald to Joel Skousen. He said, no, 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 no. He knows. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if they know or not, Kurt. Uh, and I hope the next year's economy is stronger. But I have a feeling that, you know, come election time, they're going to try to create a little bit of turmoil there for the president, Kurt. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying hard. So I don't know I mean, what's going to Imagine if there, they but... uh, pumped it up like they usually do all the uh, their own things, you know. Yep, I agree. All right, Dow mm -hmm. Jones. That's right, it's up, Sam. And surprise, the, the headline reads, uh, Dow gains, what, 10,000 point since um, Trump's... Um, you know, basically, uh, since under he's Trump, been into the White House, yeah. Now, I don't understand what that even means. Well, that means, you know, let's say it's, I don't know if it's at 30,000, wherever it is. Let's say it is, uh, then it must have started at 20,000, you know, uh, for Trump. And so what is it at right up, now? Up, up. I don't know, Sam. Kurt, you got to look that uh, stuff up, buddy. Oh. Well, Come I, mean, on now. I, I know it's up 10,000 Unless points. it's down today by like 8,000 points. Good point, yeah. On the news, sure. then it's, you know, a yesterday That's, story kind bad. of thing, you know? Yeah. Especially yeah, when they're going to impeach the Donald today under, I don't even know what. Mm -hmm. They're going to go ahead and vote for impeachment when there's no crime, Kurt. Yeah, good point. Yeah, they say it's... Uh, it crossed 28,332. So that means uh, it was like at 18 was, when it started or whatever, right? Well, that's the way I figure it. Um, yeah. You know, that was, they say, 54% since President Trump's election victory on November 8, 2016. So I up, think it's up good news. Away, Sam. I, you know, I don't want it to just go belligerent, but I do say this. Hey, everybody was predicting it was just meltdown demise under the Donald. I mean, it would be one day and everything would just be ruined. That's right. And so Those I'm, predictors are a little off. I'm not really into the stock market just going to the stratosphere, but I am into, hey, it's far from melting down under the president. Those naysayers, I would say, more than proven wrong. They got egg on their face. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. 
After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Anyway, so I'm not excited about the tax. Um, I'm sorry, the Dow Jones or, you know, the other stock market is just going through the stratosphere because I believe at some point it becomes unhealthy. But at the same time, I say, you know, for the demise predicted, it's sure doing quite well, Kurt, and I celebrate that stability uh, in the markets, and I'm happy about that. I think a lot of the moves President Trump has been making are responsible for that. Okay. Great point, Sam. Less yeah. regulation, right. for instance. Um, you know, less taxation, for instance. Right. Uh, you know, those are some of the examples that I would provide. Good point. And I think that's why Larry Kudlow is saying the economy is going to be stronger. And as long as they don't tamper with it, then he's probably right. My fear is that, you know, that Federal Reserve is a pretty evil organization. There's no telling what those <laughs> thugs are going to do, right? Especially Great if the Donald criticizes them, they might just do political payback. And uh, Anyway, but there is more evidence the economy is doing well, Kurt. That's right. The uh, headline from Breitbart, home builder confidence soars to highest level in 20 years. Uh, count them, basically. John Carney has uh, got the piece. Now, they say there's some kind of survey. Yeah, well, it's a market index, and they call it the National Association of Home Builders slash Wells Fargo Housing Market Index. That's a pretty big bunch of words. Anyway, they say it's... Uh, 
risen five points to 76. They say that's the highest reading since June of 99. I thought it was interesting, Sam, if you go way down in the story. Uh, by the way, they say uh, this is a vast improvement from a year ago when the index stood at 56 back uh, last December. So there it's what they say, 76 now and 56 then. Um, that They say back then builders were worried that tumultuous financial markets and a Fed, remember they kept raising the, raising the rates, that seemed determined to keep hiking rates would hurt the housing market. Uh, now the you know, this last little part of the story, I think it tells a lot. We always tell you, read the story from the bottom up. But it says, uh, builder sentiment is highest and still rising in the, do you, do you think it's west, east, south, midwest? Where do you think it is, Sam? Where's the highest? Um, probably the east. It's in the west. What? Uh, and and I would tell you that's because it's the farthest away from Washington, D.C., where it's a little bit safer and a little bit more freedom. Uh, it registered 84 in the West. Uh, it improved in the Midwest by five points, up to 63. In the South, it went up to 76, and but it fell two points in the Northeast to 61. By the way, they say all readings above 50 indicates expansion. So, anyway, I thought it was interesting to... The only reason I said the East Curse is because that other story that we were reading about New York, you know, the Empire State's phenomenal, buddy. Yeah, good point. Phenomenal. Compared to when you're normally a communist nation and you get rid of a little bit of communism, you're thinking, man, we're doing phenomenal. (laughs) Good point. Uh, Anyway, I think the Rocky Mountain, you know, region would be doing quite well, too. Yeah, that's what they're saying. All that's right. the highest of all. Yeah, but the, is that the West or the Rocky Yeah, Mountain? that's the West. Well, they just call this whole thing the West. Oh, everything past, like, you know, Midwest. West of the Mississippi is West. West. Everything, yeah. That's right. Got it. Uh-huh. All right. Kurt's got two marriage stories to tell us. One's 70 years, one's 80 years, right? Yeah, that's right. And the headline reads on the first one, World's Oldest Couple Celebrates 80th Anniversary. Uh, these guys are John and Charlotte Henderson. Uh, yeah, they're going to celebrate their eighth decade partnership uh, uh, before just before Christmas on the 22nd. So coming up in four days, this Texas couple is 106 and 105 respectively, and they've spent the vast majority of the last century together. Uh, their romantic epic, the story says, began at the University of Texas zoology course back in 1934, where John was seated behind his future partner. His uh, wife. <laughs> Wife, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. This is what and the Washington Post reported this, Sam, which I was like, man, pin a star on their forehead, uh, which, you know, you really hardly see this. But anyway, Charlotte said this. I thought he was just a fine fella, and I didn't mind his looking over my shoulder. Uh, after a five-year engagement, that's pretty quiet, Quite a while, uh, says uh, John said this. It took her five years to make up her mind that she wanted to get married. Uh, the young couple were wed and uh, in front of just two guests. Um, they settled in Baytown, Texas. John moved from coaching to working for Humble Oil. 
kind of a humble guy, and refining um, until his retirement back in 72. They credit their longevity of their lives and marriage to living in moderation, though John noted that they never had children, and some people have said that's really why we've lived so long. They follow responsible diets. They don't drink much, it says, and they exercise regularly. While the pair does not argue, that's not because of a lack of disagreement. They have a pact to always settle things before bedtime. At the beginning of their marriage, Austin had uh, barely more than uh, 50,000 citizens. That's Austin, Texas. Two million people, and nearly a century later, this love story is still going strong. Well, they're both dead now? No. Oh, no, they're alive, Kurt. Yeah. 80 years, still alive. It is still going on. Right. Now, by the way, if they learn about eternal marriage, they could get married forever, and then it would go on forever, buddy. Yeah, keep on rolling. Just want to let people man. know about that. Anyway, after 70 years of marriage, couple dies minutes and inches apart. This is a cool story, too. Yes, it is, Sam. Uh, and, you know, uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of ways people could do that but in this case we're talking about mississippi a lesson free to austin another austin thing in here but it's not austin texas that's their last name and these guys did everything together um and uh, they got married in 1949 they had a lot of skills they even liked uh well jigsaw puzzles that they put together piece piece by piece she loved cooking and baking had more than a thousand cookbooks, Sam. Woo. She'd make her famous chocolate chip cookies and sour cream cookies. Uh, oh, Les would eat them as fast as she could bake them. Uh, he pumped his wife's car with gas. He set up a hanging tennis ball in the garage so Frida knew how far to pull in. He'd drive Frida to get her hair done and wait with her until the part the appointment was finished. And, uh, on the 6th of December, the pair of 90-year-olds went into hospice together, and they, well, they died the next day, 20 minutes apart, in bed side by side. Um, their daughter, Sandy, said uh, they did everything together. They didn't stop with death. I think they knew each other was passing, and they are eternally together, and I think it was beautiful. Uh, I guess he died first. Uh, though Frida wasn't conscious, a uh, family member said her eyebrows sunk down. As less as life left their bodies, their heads fell in the direction of each other. If they had to go, uh, the son Michael said, if they had to go this way was about as romantic as you could get. There you have you know? it. Yeah. You know, I think those stories are very rare that people are that close and die that close together and, and that kind of stuff. But it's sure neat when it happens, you know. Yeah. Especially when they're That's two right. long lives well lived. Right, Kurt? That's right. Anyway, I just find it, uh, I find it interesting, you know, kind of how, you know, some couples can be so, you know, close together day to day. And, you know, others can't like I, you know, me and my wife love each other dearly, but we can't be that close, Kurt. We've got kids and places to go and jobs and, you know, we don't have that luck. Right. And that I don't know what you say. Neither do you, Kurt. Your wife's not on the honeybeat every day. You're gone for hours at a time. You know? Well, yeah. And uh, but, you know, I suppose if you've been married 70 years after you, you've got a little ways to get there. Once you get to 70, I 
think you might be doing a little less uh, stuff out there, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm just talking about even through their history. It talked about they, you know, literally did everything together. And I probably don't mean that literally. I'm just saying it's kind of interesting how some people, the the older style of life let that happen a lot more, too. Well, yeah, but I mean, it did say that he was like in the war and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure they didn't do that together. I'm just know. saying, hey, that happens. It's harder in today's society when we can travel places all over the place and be gone and work requires conferences abroad or, you know, different places and whatever. And, you know, it's just a different time that we live in is all I'm pointing out. Family members described the couple as great role models. They were people who led by example. He retired as a sergeant with the Michigan State Police, where he started the Crash Reconstruction Program, using science to decipher details about vehicle crashes. She was a manager at Braille Dry Cleaning in Jackson. Uh, Got to tell you about Giuliani before the end of the hour. Well, that's right. Uh, I thought, you know, I've never been much of a fan of of Giuliani, uh, but I... you know, as the swamp goes, I think you might be one of the better um, so-called swamp creatures or a little well, less relative, swampy but it than isn't other hard. ones. Yeah, that's right. In this case, he's talking about this Yovanovitch uh, person, and the headline reads, I forced her out. Uh, I guess he was on Fox News Channel's Ingram Angle, and uh, Trump, the attorney uh, for President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, stated that he forced this former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine out, this lady, um, he said, I forced her out because she's corrupt. I came back with a document that'll show unequivocally that she committed perjury when she said that she turned down the visa for Shokin because of corruption. Fact is, on the record in the State Department's own records, the reason given is because he had an operation that hadn't recovered yet. The operation, of course, was two years before. There's documentary evidence that she committed perjury. I have four witnesses who will testify that she personally turned down their visas because they were going to come here and give evidence either against Biden or against the Democratic Party. So Giuliani, you know, getting rid of corruption. Yeah, what do you say? Any more on that, Kurt? I, I don't grateful, know what to think about you know, this I guy. mean, I want to get rid of all corruption, Sam. Yeah, but we're not getting rid of any real corruption, just the temporary stuff, like kick out Maria. Now, I'm not saying this Maria lady or whatever is great or anything. I'm just saying she's the corrupt one. She's the lowest yeah, level on the totem bitch. pole, sex pot, whatever she is, right? Well, I don't see uh, Hillary and... Uh, right, but we're not talking about any role. real corruption, Kurt. If you can get somebody over kind of sexual scandal or... You know, some low-level person, then, oh, by golly, let's just, you know, force them out. Well, hey, Giuliana, if you can force out thugs, why don't you force Hillary into prison? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not really for forcing anybody anywhere. But I am for saying, hey, where's the accountability and where's the provisions to to double down on fraud and criminal activity and things like that? See, it's nowhere. What about this IRS agent, Lois Lerner? See, we're not doing anything serious. So I appreciate Rudy's point. Or whatever, Get but that I, corruption cleaned out. Yeah. I wonder if Rudy would have to go, Kurt. Think Rudy would have to go? Wasn't that guy involved in the 9-11 scenario? Wasn't he involved in New York or something like that? He was a New Yorker. Maybe I'm a, well, he's more than a New Yorker, wasn't he? What role yeah, did that guy play, Kurt? I don't know. Oh, you can look up Rudy Giuliani and see how he got his fame to fortune, Kurt. 
Now, there you go. Uh, anyway, Rudy, the good guy in the group, huh? He's, Rudy's draining the swamp, baby. Yeah. Okay. Do good it. Luck. Good luck with that. Liberty Roundtable Live. Live.